Are you guys ready to record this whole thing all over again? <laughs> I didn't care for it. I didn't buy it. That, that seems pretty ridiculous. <laughs> I don't even want to think about the possibility of you having your dick out. Yikes. This is the most important thing in the universe. What happened to it? I, I, I don't know. I needed to suck in absolutely every moment of awesomeness. Yeah. Welcome back to another fun and festive episode of the Geek Legacy Podcast. I'm Justin Cavender, and uh, here we talk about everything under the realm of uh, geeky news. And I'm pretty excited to be here today, <laughs> and uh, especially since I have my two best friends, Mr. Randy Van Dyke. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Not I don't know if bad. I buy that excited voice of yours, though. It sounds suspicious to me. It is a little suspicious. <laughs> and then, of course, my other best friend, Mr. David Edmondson. How are you doing today? Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Sorry. That's for the TikTokers out there. I am incredible. How are you, Justin? I'm good. I noticed that I have a lot of podcasts where people sing. <laughs> Zach's Sorry. always singing. David's always singing. Randy never sings, but we kind of got a teaser of a singing voice one time <laughs> in a parking lot. <laughs> one well, time. I'm, I'm, I'm singing because I'm so excited to be hanging out with my two best friends. And I'm Channel Millionaire John Ralphio here, who sings the Don't Be Suspicious. And I completely had forgotten about it because for a hot minute, it was like the biggest TikTok trend. Everyone was doing the Don't Be Suspicious. And then I finished Parks and Rec yesterday, and that soundbite is from the finale when John Ralphio fakes his death at the very end. Right. And he's like, okay, let's go to Takikistan. The worst. Yeah, she's the worst. <laughs> I like how he always just keeps rap like he adds too many words when he's doing his little yeah. raps or whatever. Ipani, Indiana. <laughs> stop on the rhyme. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh, good stuff. All right, well, uh, we're actually going to kick this thing off with some pretty sad news. And that, of course, is that uh, Ed Asner has passed away at the ripe age of 91. And he was surrounded by his family, which is always nice, I suppose. Um, but, man, it really got me thinking, like, just about, like, Mary Tyler Moore and freaking the movie Up and even Cobra Kai, which is pretty recent in the grand scheme of things. You know, he was well in his late 80s the first time he was in an episode of Cobra Kai. And uh, he's just always been working. If you look at his IMDb page... There's like a million movies that are or TV shows that are still just like announced that he was going to be in, like all through pre-production. Yeah, he's got twelve films, twelve films either in uh, announced pre-production or production, like filming. So, I mean, all twelve of those will be obviously affected by his loss. Absolutely, and he has uh, 417 credits to his name. The man's been working his entire life. It's incredible. Um, oh yeah, and he was uh, Santa and Elf. I forgot about that for a second. Mm-hmm. Um. But just a f- super funny man, and and from what I'm seeing online, everyone just absolutely adored and loved him and respected him. Of course, I, I never met him, but um, I always liked him and Mary Tyler Moore. I thought he was so fucking funny. And I saw this this crazy photo from Mary Tyler Moore, and basically the entire cast, minus uh, Betty White and a couple people that were in just a handful of episodes, have all passed. But like the main the main actors are uh, long since gone. And that is, that is sad. Of course, Mary Tyler Moore, um, uh, Gavin McLeod, who actually died uh, this year, as well as uh, Cloris Leachman. She also died this year. Uh, it's just pretty sad. And then, you know, Mary Tyler Moore was, I think, uh, 2017, maybe. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. That's crazy stuff. Yeah. That was a, that was a show full of, full of stars and they all went on to do so much. And, uh, you know, it's such an influential show. 
Yeah. Georgia Angle, that's another one. She passed away. Rhoda's gone. Uh, Betty White's the only one that's pretty much still alive. She's 99, for crying out loud. I mean, she's she's immortal, so. Yeah, let's hope so. I I, I was reading a stat the other day that said, every hot dog you eat takes 35 minutes off your life. But then the next sentence was, every peanut butter sandwich you eat adds 34 minutes to your life. So I guess (laughs) just eat peanut butter sandwiches like every 34 minutes and you'll, uh, you'll never die. So yeah. yeah, here here here's what it is: eat peanut butter sandwiches with hot dogs cut up inside. Yeah, but then it's, you and, don't and get it, anything. It ba- I, I want to. Yeah, but I want to add years. No, this perfect equilibrium, everything in balance. It's trying to sound like Thanos. I'm telling you, it sounds an awful planet. lot like genocide. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I finally watched the the What If from Star Lord. Oh yeah, I'm kind of behind on that. I saw the first episode and then I just kind of forgot about it. There's just been a lot going on, I guess, but I'll, I'll catch up. I mean, there's no real danger in missing it right away. You know, whatever spoilers are out there absolutely mean nothing. So it's not the end of the world. Uh, I'll, I'll get around to it for sure. But people are. Yeah, I've, it. I've only I've only seen the first two. I watched, uh, you know, the Captain Carter and uh, the, the Star Lord or Star Lord T'Challa. I mean that one's more memorable just because you know it's the final, you know, appearance of uh, Chadwick Boseman as you know T'Challa, so that was kind of sad. But right. um, you know the episode itself was fine. I mean there was a lot of a lot of Howard the Duck in it, so I like that. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I, I've been meaning to rewatch Howard the Duck at some point. Oh, I, I wouldn't. I know it's so <laughs> terrible, but um, it's just something that I want to do. Do you More have like any? Fun, do you have any fond memories or happy memories of Dark of uh, Howard the Duck? Yeah, like at the end when they're all playing the music and stuff. Yeah, so don't watch it. Okay, <laughs> keep your memories. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, do what you want, but uh, if you're if you're looking to uh, validate a childhood memory, uh, it's it's not going to go well for you. I don't think I am. I think it's more of just sort of. Uh, in the the conversation of the evolution of comic book movies and why maybe people are so resistant to them, especially like older filmmakers, and then when they hear like the name Howard the Duck <laughs> and just why how terrible it is, uh, I think it's just good to have a refresher. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean Jeffrey Jones, you know Rooney, <laughs> right? Uh, He's the bad guy, right? Yeah, he's like the supreme overlord, and it's it's that he made they made some choices in this movie. I think that's the best thing to say. Choices yeah. were made. What did he come up the other day? Is, is that something with like child pornography or something? Uh, Am I misremembering you, that? I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you're not misremembering. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is unfort in 2002. He was arrested for it. So uh, he's 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 had uh, had some issues. Oh, that's a long time ago. I don't, I don't know if I he mean, ever. I don't know if he ever spent time in jail or if, he pleaded no contest. That's what it was to soliciting uh, a minor. As the accuser was fourteen when the offense first occurred. At the same time, uh, the misdemeanor charge of possession of child pornography was dropped. His attorney emphasized that there was that there was no allegation of improper physical contact. His punishment was five years probation, counseling, and the requirement to register as a sex offender. As of 2021, Jones was listed on the U.S. Department of Justice National Sex Offender Database. Wow. He was, a, he was arrested twice for failing to update his sex offender status, first in Florida and then in California. Huh. 
It was also the, the subject of a community complaint during production of Who's Your Caddy? Yeah, that was in 2007. Yeah. Uh, so he's actually still kind of working. His most recent credit was uh, Deadwood the Movie, and that was in 2019. Yeah. I forgot he was in that show. Yeah. He's like a barber or something, isn't he? I don't know. Yeah. He prints like the newspapers or something like that. Okay, yeah, I never watched Deadwood. That was a show that kind of got past me. I watched a, an episode, and like, I think Wild Bill, who I thought was going to be like a star, gets like killed. Yeah, he something. gets offed in the first episode. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, I don't need to watch this anymore. Yeah. De- Deadwood is very, very, very interesting because he uses a lot of like modern profanity. Yeah, but it's yeah, got Timothy Oliphant and like Ian McShane, so. Those are two yeah. of my faves. They say sea sucker a lot in that show. They sure do. Oh, okay. But it's a well, uh, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a fun watch. It's an easy watch, you know. Especially you know because you like to you like Tombstone and you know you like Wyatt Earp and all that nonsense. Yeah, Powers Booth is in it too. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I like him. There's only 36 episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I could plow through this in no time. Oh, and Titus Welliver's in it too. Oh my God, I do have to watch <laughs> thirty-six yeah, episodes yeah. and a movie. Oh, I yeah, can this, do that. This was the, this is the word what introduced me to Ian McShane. And, uh, oh. He's just got like a face and a voice that's just everything. He just sucks me, and I'm so interested every time the guy talks. I think Hot Rod introduced me to Ian McShane. <laughs> I, th- I think this was right before Hot Rod, maybe or maybe Hot Rod was 2007. Yeah, so it was before. Oh, okay. I was gonna say maybe I'm misremembering things. I remember Hot Rod yeah. too. I was like, well, who's this guy? And, and the single weirdest father-son dynamic ever captured <laughs> on screen. Like, there's there will be no other one that beats that. Right. That's a good one. Yeah. It's like oh. the real life version of like Bam Majera. Yeah, ape, ape and Phil, and it is a weird pairing, for sure. All right. Uh, so moving on, we did get a Spider-Man, what is it called? No Way Home trailer. One more day. Uh, okay, that too. <laughs> no Way Home. Uh, it's coming out, what is that, December 17th, I believe, is the day that mm-hmm. it's supposed to ultimately come out and release only in theaters, so they say. We'll see how that goes. There are contracts. There are rules, <laughs> uh, but we'll see. And I, I mean, what's interesting though is I have seen a lot of comments on social media like, "You know, you sure you don't want to do Disney Plus? Because I'd really like to pay thirty dollars to see this movie." And uh, a lot of people are still just hesitant about going out and about, which is completely understandable, and I respect it. But the trailer was a lot of fun. Uh, it's a long one; it's almost three minutes, and uh, I'm here for it, man. I, I really enjoyed it, Randy. What were your uh, what were your thoughts and some of your big takeaways from the trailer? So it's been long rumored that we were going to have uh, a return of Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. So I was really hoping we were going to get some small glimpse of them. And I know that's kind of a big reveal to ask for in a trailer, um, you know, eight, four months before the movie comes out. But I was hoping. I had my fingers crossed. But I was happily satisfied seeing a digitally de-aged Doc Ock. Um, and, and hearing the Green Goblin giggling as a pumpkin bomb fucking explodes, um, that is enough of a throwback to the Sam Raimi movies to really make me happy. Um, and th- that was really what I was hoping to get out of it. Um, 
And I was one of those suckers that the day before the trailer launched, um, I heard that there was a leak on the internet, <laughs> and I went looking for it. And yeah, I actually are, go to bootlegger. <laughs> You're always into the a, pirated stuff. <laughs> so it's funny. So so I have I have the Hollywood Reporter. Like every time there's uh, like an article drops or whatever, or, or something newsworthy drops, um, I get a notification on my phone, and so I just see headlines all the time, all day, and I don't usually click on them. But this one's like. Spider-Man No Way Home trailer drops or uh, or leaks and uh, on Twitter and and you know and Sony is taking it down as quick as it pops up and I'm like oh shit and this just popped up like half an hour ago so I hit it and I, I went to Twitter and I'm looking within 15 minutes I found it and I was so disappointed to find that it was like somebody's phone recording somebody else's phone screen with it not even like in the right uh, like landscape mode to watch the trailer like fucking. It's vertical. The trailer's teeny tiny. It looks like shit. Sounds like shit. You don't even know what the hell's going on. Half the visual effects aren't even done. There's like bad animatics in there. And I'm like, well, it's de- it definitely looks legit. And I remember it had the, the Doc Ock part in it. Well, it was so blurry. You couldn't tell if it was actually the digitally de-aged version of it or not. Um, and I'm like, oh, man, somebody's losing their job for that. But I'm like, these effects aren't done. It's clearly going to be like a month until this this trailer comes out. Then the next fucking day, it actually dropped for real. And I'm like, that's that's gotta. I I respect them a lot for actually coming. Well, number one, finding everybody that was uh, that was uploading the trailer and like bringing it down as quickly as it was coming up. And then damage control the very next day, officially releasing it. So the bootleg was all all but forgotten. But yeah, it was it was it was probably the last big bootleg adventure I've been on in quite a while sure it is interesting though like you know how far along were they you know were they working to the wee hours of the night 24 were they working 24 hours in a row to make this trailer be presentable because you knew as soon as it leaked that was going to be the rush to get it out there for everybody for to sure see. yeah and, and it's funny too because this one that's on the phone screen it has a big old name across the front of it so you know whoever had that that version that leaked had their name like watermarked on it oh yeah and they're fucked you know they're yeah. super fucked I, yeah. I bet they were planning to release it with shang chi this week um this friday uh, so I, I, i'm sure it was just yeah well i guess a couple days ago let's just put it out there so people aren't looking for the bootleg um, well, that makes sense yeah, yeah but i bet it i bet it was gonna go before shang chi i didn't realize it was already shang chi time yep. it's a september movie yep this third this this friday september 3rd mm-hmm. wow i thought it was further along i thought it was a 10th for some reason Mm-mm. Not that that makes that much of a difference, but interesting. I hope that movie does well. Yeah, I, th- I think I think I think it will. I, I think Spider Man uh, No Way Home. I think that's going to be our our very first like post COVID like like super hit. You know, like we got we got pretty close to a hundred mil with you know uh, Black Widow and with Fast and the Furious. I think I think No Way Home is going to be the first one to to really really shoot that off the moon. And uh, you know, I can't go Disney Plus because it's a Sony film. You're uh, right. Yeah. yeah. And Sony doesn't have any kind of partnership with a streaming platform. You're right about that. Yeah. That's why we have you on the show, Dave, because you know Thanks. everything. Uh, I, I <laughs> doubt that very much. Uh, but yeah, no, I think uh, I, th- I think this will be a, a monster hit. I think, uh, you know, this will be our first post-COVID, uh, you know, maybe $150 million hit. Um, who knows what it'll do overseas, but uh, I think I think it'll I think it'll do well. Sony also doesn't have the same uh, short theatrical window, 
Uh, you know, Disney, even even for ones that aren't going on Disney Plus or aren't going on Premier Access, still has that 45-day theatrical window. Sony still is 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 holding to the traditional 90-day um, theatrical window. Uh, so it it'll be in theaters longer. It'll be in theaters over the holidays. Um, I think I think it'll it'll do some serious serious bank. And now I'll get to be one of those people that's like, oh, I got a kid, I can't go to the movies. <laughs> I finally get to say that. Oh, I can't go. I got a kid. I go to the movies to get away from my kids. What are you talking about? That's true. No, I'll my kids like to go to the movies with me. I mean, obviously, yours can't because it'll be days old. But you know, right? Eleven years from now, I'll want to go to the movies with you. Hopefully, yeah. maybe. Yeah, we'll see. I think they might but, be cool for their old man. We'll see. They'll think they are. Uh, but no, I was really blown away from the trailer. You know, we've been hearing forever that it's going to involve the multiverse. It's going to, you know, it's going to reunite. You know, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, and uh, Tom Holland. Uh, you know, we definitely got a, a tease at the villains. You know, we clearly see the, the pumpkin bomb and the and the laugh from the Green Goblin, William Defoe's character. Uh, we see off a de-aged Alfred Molina uh, as Doc Ock. Um, so, you know, I, I think that this trailer is focusing on like the Raimi villains. I bet the one we get that's uh, about a month out from the movie. I bet it'll focus on the the villains from the Andrew Garfield. I think we'll get um, you know we'll get Lizard. We'll get a, we'll get an Electro for his Spider Man, <laughs> um, and then you know obviously from the Tom Holland films, you know we have Mysterio and we have uh, Vulture. So you know we could have all six Sinister Six members in this film, and that would that would be pretty cool. The Sinister Six versus the three Spider Men uh, and Doctor Strange slash probably Mephisto. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to we'll have to shake this Mephisto thing. I'm tired of hearing about it. Yeah, he definitely seems off. You know he. You know, there's a lot of shades of Spider-Man one more day where, you know, Aunt May's dying and Spider-Man or Peter Parker trades his relationship for Aunt May's life. And he wakes up the next day and, you know, people don't know who he is. So, um, you know, right now, a lot of people know who Spider-Man is. Uh, but hopefully Mr. J. Jonah Jameson always knows because he's the best Spider-Man character ever. And J.K. Simmons is amazing. He is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's cool to see him back. I was just saying, I rewatched Spider-Man one and two with my younger son uh, over the last like two weeks or so, and uh, he is a total delight. Like Spider-Man two, when he's all sad, when he realizes that like, oh, this is my fault. I guess he was a good kid after, good guy after all. We really are gonna miss him, and he steals a suit back. He's like he's a menace. I told you, <laughs> yeah. you trust Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, you know it's funny too because it's rare that an actor plays the same character when they're in some sort of uh, reboot of a movie. You know, yeah. people are always like, "Oh, I hope so and so's in it or whatever." But it seems kind of weird to, for that same actor to play the same part. A lot of times, they'll have like a cameo with something else. But it's cool to see him return. Yeah, yeah he was been just hit- too good. Right? Have you heard? Have you heard all the insane buzz coming out of uh, the the Batman? They had a they had the kind of like a like a test screening. It was a three hour test screening, and everyone's just fucking losing their mind over how like perfect everything is. No. Like they're talking about like the Batmobile, they're talking about Pattinson's voice, talking about um, not Dehan, uh, Paul Dano, uh, you know how great he is, and they're just saying the movie ends with like, like, like just you know you don't see coming at the end, and it's uh, yeah. So I'm 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 very excited. I'm sure the final product will definitely not be three hours, um, but it's it's an, it's it's good to know that the journalists that they showed the three hour cut to. Uh, all were incredibly impressed with what they saw, and uh, it'll only get better and tighter from there. Cool, I'm excited. Yeah, still a year away. 
Yeah. <laughs> like fuck. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to fuck up. They, they want that to. They want the, Warner Brothers wants that to be their first post COVID hit. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Like they're gonna they're gonna stick to the 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 multi release strategy with Dune. They're still still going HBO. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh yeah, that was that was one thing where uh, the director was saying that watching Dune in a theater is like. Uh, I forget what he said. It's something about like in, doing something in your bathtub. I forget what it was, but it, it escapes me. I don't know. I don't take baths, so I use my, my bathtub is used as a repository for shower water. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And, and, and urine, you know, I pee in the shower. I forget what he said. No, I apologize. No. Oh, he said, okay. He said, watching Dune on a TV is like driving a speedboat in your bathtub. So, he says, uh, for me, it's ridiculous. It's a movie that has been made as a tribute to the big screen experience. Which is fair. Um, I think it was Patty Jenkins that was kind of saying something similar with Wonder Woman, and she had her distaste for uh, the whole HBO experience, and you know, this movie was meant to be shot in on theater or be made to be viewed in in the cinema, and I think something about that does take away from some of the flaws that you would otherwise see on your television. You know, because you're just so immersed in this world when you watch it on screen that you're gonna forget that the story wasn't all that amazing. <laughs> and so, uh, like that happens with me with Star Wars every time. The first time I see Star Wars, I always love it. it's the greatest movie ever made. And then when I watched it again or I, I'm watching at home, and I'm like, this movie sucks. <laughs> but the first time I watch it in the theater, it's always, you know, this, this is a celebration, you know, a jubilation, Star Wars. Oh, my God, this is so incredible. And so I could see how that would be a thing to where, you know, I as a I'm not a, a trained critic, as it were, and I, I wouldn't be able to separate myself from the excitement of going to see it in a theater. Yeah, it's interesting that, you know, obviously we've heard a lot of people complaining and negative on like the whole Disney thing, but Warner Brothers, I mean, it seems like when they made their decision to go, you know, with a split release on HBO Max and theatrical, it sounds like they just paid up. <laughs> they they went to all, all, all the talent who was going to get back end points on the film and all the directors and filmmakers, uh, and they just paid them what their back end guarantee was going to be. Um, so so we've heard a lot less flack from Universe, from, from Warner Brothers. You know, we heard, you know, uh, Nolan, but he wasn't even really involved. You know, he, his movie went theatrical, but, you know, he just wanted to kind of be in the conversation. And, you know, you heard a little bit from Jenkins and uh, Mr. Villeneuve was, was was quiet for a while. So it looks like he's he's trying to ramp it up, trying to get people to go see it at the box office instead of HBO Max, which I think, you know, it would be a no-brainer in a in a normal non-pandemic year. Uh, you know, any anyone who wants to see Dune would rather see it on the big screen than on HBO Max. Um, but, you know, it's not possible in some places. Yeah. I don't, do you know what the numbers are for what people are, uh, like how many people watch Suicide Squad or how many people watch Mortal Kombat or how many people watch... Yeah. HBO isn't releasing any of their numbers just because they're, you know, they're a subscription-based platform for their premium content. Um, so, yeah, they're not releasing any of their numbers. So, uh, I mean, to, to the credit, Disney Plus isn't either. They just did that one when it was for... Um, um, Black Panther, or not Black Panther, Black Widow. Uh, but other than that, they haven't released any of their premium VOD stuff. Premier Access. Hmm. Okay, so I found an interesting article 
on, on Deadline that says Suicide Squad is the most watched DC film on HBO Max uh, in Samba TV households. Where's Samba? What is that? What is Samba? It sounds like a, another country. Uh, yeah, maybe. Samba is a software package that gives network administrators flexibility and freedom in terms of setup. I don't know what Samba is. Yeah, what is this? It says 4.7 million households, but Mortal Kombat has 5.5 million households. Five. So per Samba TV with 5.5 US households. So Samba TV, like a way of tracking it? Like, I is mean, that a smartphone tracking? Or it's not a smartphone, smart TV tracking thing? Possible. I don't know what Samba is. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, a, a, Why HB- doesn't this article define what Samba is? I don't know. That's a pretty terrible, terrible article then. Uh, Samba you know, there, TV metrics, it says. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they're estimating that HBO Max has 67 million subscribers. So six, let's just pretend that that's accurate. And you're telling me that only 5.5 million households have watched the most watched movie, which is Mortal Kombat. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, th- that number is, is, is that's the number that they they have to they they have to uh, report on their number of subscribers for their publicly traded uh, offerings. So, Got it. So, so it that, says that, below per Samba TV uh, are the most six watched Warner Brothers movies on HBO Max for this year. Over the first 17 days on the service, Mortal Kombat number one at 5.5 5, uh, million U.S. households. Godzilla vs. Kong is 5.1. The Suicide Squad is 4.7. Wonder Woman 1984 is 3.9. Zack Snyder's Justice League 3.2. That's money well spent. And then The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, 3 million U.S. households. What's the date on the article? August 27th. Oh, okay, so it had to have been out for that whole 17 days at that point? Yeah, it's exactly 17 days. Oh, Because it came out right. on the 10th. Okay, so they're comparing 17 days on each other. Huh. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think there's a lot of confusion with the movie. You know, is it a sequel, a reboot, you know, something like yes. that? Um, <laughs> <It's both. laughs> and, and I mean, I think, I, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think it's capturing the, the everyday superhero watching audience. You know, mm-hmm. it's, 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 I think it's a very specific thing. You know, it is an R-rated superhero movie. Um, you know that 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 turns away, you know, a large demographic of superhero fan superhero movie fans. I wonder how many people turned these movies off at a certain point and didn't finish. I don't know. That would be a good number to know. Yeah, I don't think anyone outside of HBO is going to let us know. I know. <laughs> I don't think they. I don't think. I don't think HBO and Warner Brothers wants you to know if this experiment is not working. Yeah. That is interesting, though. Yeah, they're also not out there. You know, Disney, for their credit, has been on the corner, being like, "Yeah, this Premier Access shit's working for us, so we're going to keep doing it." Where Warner Brothers hasn't made any kind of official announcement on, you know, like, "Oh yeah, we're really happy how HBO Max is doing." But I mean, Disney Disney Plus is over two hundred million subscribers at this point, so I mean, they're just, just wrecking they're face, destroying. Yeah. So it does say here, all of this comes from Samba TV, which measures streaming viewership in three million U.S. smart TV households. The analytics organization doesn't measure mobile viewing, and it clocks viewership over a five-minute interval. Sure. Hmm. Sounds sounds like they're 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 making a lot of assumptions and educated guesses to get their their five point something million. <laughs> yeah, I know that's weird. I mean, I can be like, well, one hundred percent of the Geek Legacy podcast watched it. 
So if 100% of us watched it, then that probably means 100% of all HBO Max viewers watched it. So it's yeah. 7 million. Sounds about right. Your math is sound. <laughs> <laughs> no lies detected. Yeah. Interesting. I have never heard of Samba. It's obvious. How exciting. You learned yeah. something. The more you know. Yeah. Do you um, know that, uh, so this morning, uh, my kids, you know, they play Fortnite. And every, every, at 4 o'clock, actually, I guess it was in the afternoon, they put new items up in the Fortnite item shop and so new skins and stuff. And -hmm. today was the most random Fortnite skin I've ever seen. It's Mike Lowry from Bad Boys. I saw that in the article. That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah. Mike Lowry. Yeah. So silly. He looked good, though. That's a good rendering. It was. It was just. just, It was random. Yeah. I mean, it was was weird. I mean, I'll spend all day saying Mike Lowry. King ding a ling. (laughs) Yeah. So, So we'll see if Marcus shows up. So back to Spider-Man really quick. Uh, Randy, you said that you know you were pretty excited to see uh, a de-aged Doc Ock, uh, and you were hoping for you know maybe a Tobey Maguire shot in there. Do you mm-hmm. think that the the trailer needed to see Doc Ock, or do you think that his little claws would have been good enough? Since we only got the grenade and we got lightning for Electro, are you I glad that claws, you? Uh-huh. It, I'm glad that I saw it. Yeah, but I think his claws would have been enough. Um, but, uh, what that does do though, is that that pretty much, uh, puts everything on the table. Like there is nothing that is impossible now since we are seeing a digitally de-aged Alfred Molina. Now, granted he had already leaked it himself that it was happening, but you know, let's say we didn't know that. And that wasn't a certainty. Um, if we saw that, then we're like, oh shit, if they're digitally de-aging him, then literally anybody from the previous movies could come out, come back. Um, and that's what that's telling us. So it was nice to see it. We didn't need to see it, but that's what that was saying. Right. I did. Yeah. I did hear a fun new acronym uh, ba- uh, around No Way Home. SPUMC. S P U M C. The Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel Characters. Oh my gosh! I guess the that's their designation. So the Venom movies, the Spider Man movies, and I don't like that. <laughs> SPUMC. It <laughs> sounds like somebody trying to say spunk with their mouthful. Spunk. Spunk. That's an interesting choice. And then I did see another complaint on on social media about the ease of of Spider Man getting into his suit. You know, like and it's showing comparisons of Tobey Maguire having to wear his Spider Man suit underneath like his his suit when he got all dressed up to go see, you know, MJ in, in the play or whatever, and he's gotta undress or he's gotta always carry it with him. Whereas now there's this nanotechnology where he just taps his chest like Iron Man did, and now all of a sudden he's in a Spider-Man costume. So what's the complaint? That it's just too easy for him to just switch into his costume. You're watching a movie, watching a movie about a dude who was bit by a spider, and now I know, he has I know. superpowers. These fucking but the whole nano... Shut up. I understand that, Dave, but I do think that there is some validity to this complaint cause in, in the same way that I hate how hackers are always moving the story along in shows. Like, oh, I'll just, you know... Type, 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 bam, you're in. Or uh, I'll just access the camera that's at the 7-Eleven on this corner and we'll be able to see what's going on. And I'll be able to enhance and do this and do that. I do think that it was kind of neat seeing, you know, Superman take off, you know, tear open his shirt and bam, he's fucking Superman. Or Spider-Man, same thing. As he's unbuttoning, you see that he's wearing the suit underneath. He's always prepared. Just him tapping his little chest is a little bit lame (laughs) to a degree. Uh, It's not enough of a transformation. I think it's totally fine. Uh, I, I watched I watched Spider Man two today, 
and even my son there's the very end of the movie when uh mary jane watson comes back leaves her husband leaves her fiance at the altar and comes to see spider-man he hears the siren she's like go get him tiger he literally you see him as peter parker and maybe a second and a half later he's two blocks away spinning on a web as spider-man so he was changing pretty quick too Right. Well, I know. I mean, like Batman and Robin would slide down a pole in regular clothes and then get to the bottom of the pole, they would be in their costumes. I, I, I get it. It's weird. But I mean, I feel like that was... Uh, that. There is something to be said about... It's cool when Iron Man does it because it's fucking Tony Stark and he's like an inventor and everything. But I would be okay if this technology got destroyed in this movie and he had to rely on, on him you know, making his suits. I have no interest in watching superheroes get dressed. Yeah. Your time is valuable. You don't even watch the intros or, or end credits to stuff. I, I don't think anyone should. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's I mean I, I, I watch it the first time. You know, uh-huh. I enjoy it. You know, you know, maybe on the rare one, you know, every so often if the remote's like right in my reach and I'm like, eh, I don't need to skip it or something like that. But like, oh yeah, for ninety nine percent of the time, yeah, it's it's an instant skip and are you saying you watched the credits and the and and the intro? Me? No, I mean like if I have oh. the office playing, I'll watch the intro and the music and everything. But when it goes to, when the when the episode's over, I want to skip to the next. And I hate platforms that don't allow me to just like. Sometimes it'll be like a, like Seinfeld. You know how at the end of Seinfeld you just hear the boom 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 and it's just noise for fucking like a minute. The when you were streaming that on Hulu. It would literally say like next episode begins in like forty nine seconds. I'm like, no fucking way! I'm listening to this music for forty nine seconds. Or the <laughs> worst is like a, like, like, a, like a Rick and Morty or something that always has an after credit scene. Like it won't skip until all of the content's over, and so you gotta like manually like push it over. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I'm a big proponent of skipping the intro once you've seen it. And I all was right. I was shocked to see how many people commented on your post saying, "Oh yeah, I watched it." I'm like, I was like, I mean. Teach their own, you know. I want to save the, I want to save the minute or so of intro. Sure, the time is valuable. But I, I do think it's silly. Like when he's on top of the car, so it's at the end of the trailer. It's after Doc Ock has revealed himself. He's in sort of this little suit. Uh, he being Peter Parker, he's got his little tennis shoes on and his tie. And then he, and then all of a sudden, he doesn't even tap anything that we see in this little clip. He just sort of kneels into a Spider-Man pose, and the costume just sort of overwhelms him. Such a poser. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. I, I think it's a pretty valid complaint. Am I the, am I the asshole here, Randy? If you I have mean, to I, ask that, you usually I are. <laughs> Do you want to see Spider-Man like, take off his pants and put on his booties and his mask and all that down? Like, find a okay. phone booth? But like, isn't, but, one of the de- isn't one of the defining characteristics of the Tom Holland Spider-Man the fact that he's friends with Iron Man and can get cool tech? Why not show that off in a way that he could just, you know, tap his chest or whatever and be enveloped by the suit? That's what makes him different than the other two. Sure. There, there's re- there's even room for comedy in there, you know, um, about them being jealous about how many suits he can fit in, you know, one little pill-sized whatever it is that his nanotech is all bundled up inside of. That's true. Maybe it would be the joke with Tobey Maguire. He's like, what the hell? I got to put on clothes? <laughs> you pushing a button? Yeah, maybe. But I mean, like in the first Iron Man, I liked it when all the stuff was coming onto his body. I liked it in Avengers when he was walking on the tower and he was sort of getting dressed or undressed with it. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, in two, when he's got that briefcase, he's got to carry this 
like this nuclear bomb sort of briefcase around and then you know he uses that to to put the suit on um i think that's kind of cool and it's something about the hero getting ready has always been kind of a fun moment for me in movies and and i'm losing that right no it's definitely cool but you saw it you know even with with tom holland spider-man you saw you got a couple you know movie and a half of him you know trying to put on a suit and stuff like that but it's kind of like uh, in, the, in like the Michael Bay Transform movies. Like the first time a Transformer transforms in each of the movies, like the transformation takes like a minute because they got to show like every year and it's every like, oh, year. Yeah, I'm like that's pretty cool. But then the next time it's like half a second, <laughs> and you're like, oh, thank God they didn't do that over again. Right. No, I, I get it. And and that, and to me, that's where that Peter Parker scene comes in 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 Spider-Man Two that you're talking about. He he starts to undress and then all of a sudden he's swinging at Spider-Man, but. This is more of it's a, it's an off-screen transformation, whereas this one is an instantaneous on-screen transformation, and I do think it loses something. I never right. really thought of it until somebody brought it up. His uh, was an off-screen instant, so, so you'd rather it just be like an off-screen instant scene, like like if if they cut to Peter Parker and he was like looking at him in the suit and tie, then they cut back to Doc Ock, and then they came back and he was Spider-Man. Well, that well. would be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily as easy as that, but uh, I mean, if you got, I don't know. It's hard for me to explain. <laughs> Just because I mean, I mean I that, think, that that's the Raimi, some... that's the know, Spider-Man right there. It's like you look at me. Maybe you get like a tiny glimpse of my Spider-Man costume. We cut to something else, and then I'm swinging down the street. It's like, like this isn't uh, uh, you know Christopher Reeve going in the phone booth and spinning around and becoming Superman. Like right. literally, like all of his it's changes. A dumb are argument. It's, 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 it's a ridiculous argument. I'm just saying, I do think it is silly that all of a sudden he just is in regular clothes, and then we see this this Spider-Man soup envelop his body in in a half a second. It just it it doesn't. This nanotechnology doesn't exist, and this is supposed to be some sort of weird. You know, it, it is kind of grand. I mean, it's a comic book movie, but it just seems absurd. And it's like, is he? How does he power? How does this suit work? And I want it to be gone. I don't want to see it ever again. <laughs> I'm sick of it. I want it, it to be destroyed. It operates on the venom that was injected in him by a fictional spider that gave him these powers. And how he gets to talk to the lady? You know, he's got a he's got a little helper. He's uh, got Friday. I don't I don't like that either. I want I want Peter Parker to be a poor kid that sucks at being a superhero that gets beat up all the time. He's got no money. And he he's 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 not good, but every once in a while he does something right and he saves the day. But so he's... what I hear is you hate Peter Parker and you wish him nothing but hardship. no. I, I just think that there was something special about the Tobey Maguire Spider Man that he was just always broke. He was always just out of luck. He he was a very relatable everyman hero. I don't know. It's weird. It's hard to. It's hard. I can't. I, I am unable to articulate what my problem is with this. <laughs> I know no, I'm going to no, watch it, and I know ever, I'm going to love it, but I I just don't. At, at the moment, I, when I saw the trailer, I was super pumped. I thought it was really exciting, and and I'm and I can't wait to see this movie. It's probably going to be the best Tom Holland Spider Man, and they're all really really good. I just for whatever reason, this is now. This this whole thought that was it was this inception that was planted into my head is starting to bother me. This so whole plan is getting every, bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. With everything you said, I'm on board. Like that, he's a poor kid from the from from Brooklyn, who or from Queens, who can't make, uh, who's got no money, and it kind of it almost sucks to be Spider-Man. It's almost a burden on him. And yeah, that is definitely something that they haven't really acknowledged in the Tom Holland Spider-Verse, just because it wouldn't make sense because Iron Man found him. 
Um, but you know, I you, you lose me on the suit. But every, everything else, Justin, you said was was apt. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I love I love the Tobey Maguire. You know that you know at, at times it even seems like Aunt May thinks Spider Man's a piece of shit for <laughs> right, and that's like his closest closest person in his life. Um, so uh, yeah, so I, I agree that uh, it would be great if. Tom Holland had some more hardship in his life other than his billionaire philanthropist uh, uh, boss dying and leaving him a suit that anyone would kill for. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't care if the suit instantly turns on him. I, I mean, yeah. I'd be fine if you just always walked around in the suit. Everyone knows you're, you're Spider-Man. Just own that shit. Just walk around in the sure. suit all the time. That's fair. Doing finger guns down the street to stay alive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that happened. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, it sounds like I'm I'm ice skating uphill on this one. <laughs> so, I, am, I apologize if the person who made the comment is a friend of ours. But, no, no, uh, no. no. I, I just I it was literally just an obscure comment that I saw on on Twitter. And I was like, yeah, you're right. That is kind of lame that he just gets to transform in, in a half a second. I think nanotech's cool. I think it's cool when Iron Man does it. I think it's cool when Spider Man does it. Sure. 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 Just because we it got is. two movies of Iron Man doing the cool, like, de-suiting and stuff like that to where, like, okay, I've seen that. Now show me something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't know how to just rock out to the classics. You always need something new. That's who you yeah. are. I watch the classics when it happens. I watch Iron Man. I watch Iron Man 2. And that happens in those movies. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah. I like the thing. I, I, I like the fact that you know, they've established that Tony's like a constant tinkerer. And like, you know, that's the whole point of Iron Man 3 is that he just can't stop tinkering with shit and, you know, making, improving on his suits and stuff like that. And this is just the next progression of his tinkering. You know, mm-hmm. what, what, you don't need an actual suit. You know, you got nanotech and they can, uh, the suit can form around you. And I, I, I like that when he's like fighting Thanos in Infinity War, like the suit can kind of change to like fit his needs and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, any final comments on, on Spider Man? <laughs> Randy, you got anything to add? No, um, but it's it's definitely one of the ones I'm looking forward to seeing a lot. And um, I know we're going to be rating our Spider-Man movies, so I'm going to drop a bomb on you guys then. So I'm going to save any further comment for that. Well, sweet. You heard it here. Amazing Spider-Man 2 is Randy's favorite <laughs> Spider-Man movie. I believe it. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I can no longer be surprised by, by Randy Van Dyke. In my, in my opinion, there are two possible answers for the worst Spider-Man movie and two possible answers for the best Spider-Man movie. And I look forward to Randy not adhering to either of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do you guys just want to get into it? Do we each want to just go down the line? Because right now we have... Where we want to do like, everyone's least favorite. And then if you know it's, it's someone else has a different number, they're like, oh, that was my number two. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Or do you want to just do everyone just back to back to back to back to back? I think we just do like because there's seven movies, right? Eight, eight movies. Oh, eight movies. That's right. So we'll just go start at number eight, and everyone says they're number eight, and then does that not work? I think that's it won't work for me. Okay. Why wouldn't it work for you? No, I, I well, go ahead. Because I because I've only seen six out of the eight. Oh, all right. You that's mean this two Spider movie you haven't seen? Yeah. Are they both <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man one and two? No. <laughs> What? Have you not seen Into the Spider-Verse? <laughs> oh, yes. no, I've, I've, I've seen Into the Spider-Verse. What I haven't seen is I haven't seen Amazing Spider-Man 2, um, and I haven't seen uh, Far From Home. Uh, you don't need fine. to do that. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. They're, they're both uh, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty, they're pretty uh, low on my list. 
Yeah, for um, me, I, mine go one through seven, and then a giant chasm, and then eight. And my eight is a movie you haven't seen. So, okay. Oh wow. Okay. So can we just start at number eight and then work our way down? Sure. Except for Randy. Okay. So yeah, my number eight goes for the first two rounds. You got it. So my, David, why don't you give your number eight? My number eight is Amazing Spider-Man Two. Uh, it was one of the few press screenings I took my dad to see. And he was so excited that I go to like a press screening, and uh, then I took him to see Amazing Spider-Man Two, and it had Electro, and it was awful. And I love Andrew Garfield, and I think he's an amazing Peter Parker, and I love uh, Emma Stone as uh, uh, Gwen Stacy. But uh, this movie was was bad from Jump Street, and uh, it is my eighth favorite Spider-Man movie. Wow, that's too bad. All right, so mine is Spider-Man Three. I think that is my least favorite. And I've seen it like four times. So I've had an I have this thing where if I hate a movie I'll watch it over and over and over again to try try and make myself like it. And it didn't work out with Spider Man three. Yeah, usually I'll give movies two chances. You know, if, if like maybe someone was happened the first time I watched it or I had a bad thing, but yeah, if you if you can't win me on the second one then uh, then you're dead to me. Uh Spider Man three was actually my number seven. Oh, okay. So my number seven would be the amazing Spider Man. Really? Over Amazing yeah. Spider-Man 2? You like yeah. you love that Electro. I do. I like Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't think 2 is all that bad. Oh. And, and on top of that, I really like... I think they nailed the Gwen Stacy uh, death. I think that was pretty good. That was heartbreaking. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, yeah, there's just there's just so many iconic like Spider-Man scenes. Well, I'll, I'll save it till I get to me Spider-Man 1 on my list. Okay. Sure. All right. So then, number what is this? Six. six. All right, Randy. What's your number six? Six is Spider-Man Three. All right. That's fair. It's not good. That's that's decent. What about you, Dave? What's your six? Uh, my number six is Far From Home. Oh. That's interesting. Uh, because I know that. I mean, you didn't think it was terrible, but I know that it it ranks pretty low on your yeah. list. Yeah, and and I like you know I could from six on you know i would say i enjoy <laughs> all six of these movies you know spider-man 3 and amazing spider-man 2 i don't enjoy uh but far from home and above i do uh for me far from home is like a one scene film you know it's got the scene with happy and happy hogan and uh peter where they have that like heart to heart um you know i think that is a great scene and it's really moving and it's uh you know kind of a really sells and makes me appreciate the passing of the torch from tony stark to uh, to uh, to peter parker uh but the rest of the movie is for me, it was just kind of okay. You know, I love Jake Gyllenhaal, um, but yeah, Mysterio just was kind of a, and I think it has to do with his like inconsistent power set and stuff like that, but yeah, it was fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. What's your number uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Easy peasy. All right, Randy, what's your number five? Amazing Spider-Man. That is, that is also my number five. See, oh. you're a good company, Randy. Uh, there are two scenes in, in it that I love, though. Um, I love the scene where he saves the kid in the, in the car from the bridge, uh, where he gives him the mask and says, you know, you can be brave, too. Uh, and then as cheesy as it is, I love the scene where all the crane operators fucking <laughs> move the cranes over so he has a clear shot to, to Oscorp. Not to Oscorp. Uh, wherever. He, I think it's Oscorp. Wherever it he's going. Oscorp, yeah. yeah where, wherever he's going to stop the lizard. And I know it's dumb, uh, but, like, the music swells and like, he's like limping, like he's not going to make it. Uh, uh, I'm a big fan of, you mess with Spider-Man, you mess with New York, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. So, right. Uh, yeah. Amazing Spider-Man is my number five. All right. Mine is far from home. 
bit anticlimactic, I suppose. Um, all right, I was, uh, I was, yeah. I was surprised it's that low on your list. You, you seem very surprised that it was six for me. I wasn't surprised. I, oh. I knew I knew that it was the one that you hated sixth most out of all the movies ever made. Oh, so <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> uh, number five, Randy. Uh, we already did number five. Uh, number four. I'm four. sorry. Number four. Uh, Spider-Man 2002. All right, Dave. My number four is Homecoming. Tom so Holland's is Homecoming. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I, there, there are some really great scenes in that movie. Obviously, we talked to death on the podcast about the scene between Michael Keaton and Tom Holland. It's probably one of the best scenes in Spider-Man. Um, but uh, I've already forgotten the other scene. I was, oh, I really like the scene where he's being crushed by all like the debris. I, it really sells that he's like a kid because you can tell like in his voice and his acting, he's like, I don't want to die. And uh, it, uh, it hits me in the feels every time I see it. Yeah, that's tough. He's just like screaming for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, uh, that's number four is also homecoming for me as well. Three, right. Randy. Number three. Uh, number three is homecoming for me. Oh, nice. We were flopped, Randy. My number three is the Sam Raimi Spider-Man number one. Me too. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Just in copy of my list. We're going to diverge here in a second. Uh, I, I posted mine. <laughs> Oh, you did? <laughs> now, Biff, don't con me. I posted mine in the chat right when we yes. all first joined the call. Well, I think it is clear from the other things in the chat that I had not seen the chats. <laughs> right. You're going to want to check the chat. Yeah. Sorry. That I was is a nonverbal way of giving direction. I apologize. I was, re- I was, looking, I was reading an email. And that's my fun. It's fine. All right. Uh, number one. Or wait, 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 number two. Number two, Randy. Number two, Into the Spider-Verse. Me too, Randy. <laughs> what? Ridiculous. I I am outraged. That's me pounding my desk. <laughs> Podcast and friendship over. Yes. Uh, I will have to go with Spider-Man 2. However, that was one of my favorite comic book movies ever. Until you my number one. Which we all know everyone knows. Because <laughs> I can't stop talking about it. Uh, it was just so good. I fucking loved it. I saw it on my birthday. I went to like a midnight show. And uh, it was a blast. There was a guy dressed up as Spider-Man in the theater. So that was always fun. And it was just so good. I love Spider-Man too. Absolutely amazing. Good shit. And number one, Randy. Spider-Man 2. There you go. Yeah, wah, I'm, wah. I'm right there with you, Randy. Spider-Man 2 is my number one. Uh, I, I love Into the Spider-Verse. Um, you know, these these top four, Spider-Man 2 Into Spider-Verse, Spider-Man 1, and Homecoming, I think are all great. Uh, my favorite cosplay I saw at San Diego Comic-Con 2019, which was last year they actually had the thing live, uh, was someone who cosplayed as Kingpin from Into the Spider-Verse. And it was as ridiculous and incredible as it would seem. He was ginormous. And uh, he was the star of the show. Mm-hmm. But I love... Doc Ock and Spider-Man 2. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's very, it's very Sam Raimi, though. Like the whole scene where they're like trying to cut the arms off of him. And there's a lot of like Evil Dead in Spider-Man 2. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think the like cheesiest part. Screaming. Yeah. The cheesiest part is when like he kind of looks over and there's like his little pincher and it's like, kind of goes, 
<laughs> it's a little puppet talking to him. Like, oh my god, get out of here! Yeah, that's ridiculous. His wife dies, you know. Yeah, that's terribly. Yeah, like glass. So why does he become a bad guy though? Like, I mean, he just got. He has the neural inhibitor that protects him from the artificial intelligent arms, and it gets blown. They start up controlling that, him, right? That that's how it. Works. It like gets in his head and stuff like that. Yeah. So I mean, his brain is like, it's almost like it's like a USB drive that plugs into his brain. It's taking control of his body. Pretty much. Yeah. You got a virus. Yeah. He had like Windows ME or something. <laughs> Rabbit blue shot. Somebody talk to me. Exactly. Uh. <laughs> he was infected by Mister the Plague. Yeah, I believe it. All right, then. So then my number one is, of course, Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse. Love this movie. Seen a billion, trillion times. Can't get enough of it. I think it's so beautiful, so well done, and I just can't wait to watch it a billion more. And I hope my children love it as much as I do because they're going to be forced to watch it quite a bit. <laughs> if I were to ask my children, they would probably say Into the Spider-Verse is their favorite Spider-Man movie. Yeah. So you're in good company. Okay. I'm about to borrow your kids. <laughs> they got good taste. Yeah. Get your finger on the pulse of what the kids like. Yeah. <laughs> playing the, yeah, the hula hoop playing Pac-Man video, <laughs> video games. games. <laughs> yeah. I got a Pac-Man. Oh, uh, geez. Anyway, so that's it. That's our episode. I hope it's a lot of fun for you guys. I had a blast, even though I had no way of, of arguing about this instant spider suit. <laughs> I feel like I lost that one, but whatever. Uh, I'm excited to see where this movie goes. I you hope argued it quite well, and uh, you don't 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 underestimate your debating skills. Just Randy and I just weren't buying what you were selling. Yeah, that's too bad. You like your superheroes, and you like them now. You don't you don't want to have to wait for them to change, get all dolled up, put their face on, as it were. <laughs> yep, I'm the monster. You are. You're the worst. Oh my gosh! You need everybody to just ready to go at a moment's notice. I just, I mean, in my, in my perfect world, Spider Man's just Spider Man all along. He's like, who cares? It's Peter Parker, dude. He just cuts a hole in the mouth so he can just eat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a ski mask. <laughs> or everyone knows who he is. Do you even need the mask anymore? Yeah, that's true. Maybe those little tiny nanobots protect him in some way. Maybe. Like, I don't quite get how that works. Do they ever run out of nanobots? Can these nanobots, like, do they, are they like, are they like little guinea pigs just constantly having the sexo to make more little nanobots? Remember how uh, these nanobots? Iron Man, was, Iron, Man was, Iron Man was running out of nanobots when he was firing Thanos because Thanos kept breaking off part of him, and so he didn't have enough to like have the full suit. So he had enough to where he was like protecting himself, but like his whole lower torso was just him in a bodysuit, exposed. He was, and it's no big surprise. Yeah, so maybe he'll run out of bots. Maybe, we'll, maybe we'll he'll see. get lucky, and he'll have to have. A normal costume, and you'll get to see him like pull up his booties and stuff. Yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> I can see the human spider again, and it'll be yeah. great. And he'll put his mask on backwards or something like that. Yep. Now we're talking. <laughs> we're talking. Anyway. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Good gibberish. Uh, thank you for listening to another fun and festive episode of the Geek Legacy Podcast. Remember to check out the other podcast. Of course, there is the. What do we got? Got the Escape Pod, which is a lot of fun, where we're rewatching Star Trek: The Next Generation, and uh, we're rocking and rolling. Uh, one of one of our favorite characters is no longer on the show, and it's sad. And uh, we have to pick up the pieces and hope to carry on. 
because we love this show so much <laughs> and, and i'm looking forward to it uh and then you also have don't be crazy there where we talk about what makes the movie absolutely amazing they're just pure rubbish it's a lot of fun uh last week we did disturbia sort of a a modern day retelling of rear window if you've seen either one of those you know what i'm talking about and uh yeah you keep uh rock and rolling stay safe and uh we'll talk next time thank you so much <laughs>